I definitely like if I'm going to give myself one label and one label that I'm proud of, I really like the label of lesbian. Welcome everyone. On today's podcast, I speak with my good friend, Sam Quiggle. Today, she shares her story of growing up in conservative, rural Midwest and how she came out as a lesbian in her early 20s. She also shares with us about living life in a world full of assumptions. I've known Sam for a few years now, both through work and just as my friend, and she's one of the most genuine, down-to-earth people that I've ever met. I know you're going to love this conversation. So it's time for us to sit down and set our privileged lenses aside because Sam's got some new lenses for us. Story of Sam. (laughs) (laughs) Um, I mean, so I grew up in a really, really small town Um, called Industry, Illinois. We had (laughs) 500 people in our town. Um, Our school was one building from preschool all the way through Mm. 12th grade. So kind of the, you know, kind of split by the like gym and cafeteria, you know, this side is the younger kids and the other side is the older kids. Um. But again, small community, everybody knows who you are. Uh, My mom and dad, um, they were from the same area, like kind of 20 miles the opposite directions. Um, And so then they landed in industry kind of between their families as well. So we're all within this like, you know, Mm. 30 mile radius between our grandparents, um, aunts, uncles, You know, so we Mm -hmm. all live within the same place. Um, But to me, it's a big place, right? So as, you know, Samantha Faye, you know, growing up in this world, it's big, right? It's a a big, you know, community. Right. Um, And I was the youngest of three girls. So I have two older sisters. Okay. We were super, super athletic family. Um, you know, they, they put the label on you as a tomboy. Um, you know, that's, that's what we are. And all three of you, all three, all all three of of you tomboys. Yeah. All three of us. Yes. So I was definitely, uh, I wanted to be better than my sisters. Um, I (laughs) definitely set the level of like, you know, I am definitely like the tomboy of now the family. If, we're, the comparing, if, we're, if we're comparing <laughs> us three, um, yeah. we are all each tomboys, but now I've just set a whole new bar of, right. of tomboy. And um, what are the age differences? Uh, so my oldest sister is six and a half years older. And okay. then the middle, we are two and a half Got years it. apart. So. Okay. So you two were in, in high school together. Your oldest had moved on Correct. Uh, before yep. either of you got there. So, yeah. So my oldest yeah. sister, she uh, kind of had, she left a legacy and then did. the two of you went into it. Yep. 
<laughs> yeah. Yeah. So, so the middle, so Kelly is the middle one and then myself. So she was a senior when I was a freshman. Got it. Um, and so we, that was like the first time that we got to, you know, play together. Now yeah. we did do like summer sports growing up. Softball was our big, you know, sport that we played growing up. Um, and so, yeah, but I would say, you know, the biggest tomboy of us all was my mom. Um, <laughs> and you know, she, she played sports. So she was born in 56. Um, so they did have, you know, girl sports. Mm-hmm. Um, she, I would say was kind of that like first rolling out that, so she got to participate. She played in college. <laughs> um, and then she met my dad. And yeah. so she put her life on hold um, because she got married, she got pregnant, um, and then she has these three girls. Um, and so she was going to fight for us yeah. um, to let us be athletic. And however that was going to be, mm. um, she was going to fight for us. So mm. growing up in a small town, um, we did not have girls basketball in like grade school or junior high. Um, but that was definitely a sport that my, um, again, all three of us played, all three of us played on the boys team. Um, Mm. so my, the older sister, um, not as good as basketball. Um, (laughs) but Kelly and I, yes. And so we played on the boys team, um, through eighth grade, And then the middle sister, Kelly, when she got into high school, my parents tried to get us to consolidate with another school so she could play girls basketball in high school. They were not able to get it accomplished her freshman year. Hmm. She didn't get to play her freshman year, but then her sophomore, junior, senior, she did. So she, they kind of opened it up to me. So then when I became a freshman, that was already going. So I didn't get to skip a beat at all. So um, your parents were super active in providing you guys every opportunity. Um, yes. My, yeah. my mom, absolutely a hundred percent. Um, my, my dad, yes. Um, it took him a while. Um, mm-hmm. he definitely wasn't as involved with Marla playing sports. Mm. Um, and he was hesitant. He, again, he, you know, is a, white male, um, rural country boy. Um, and he gets these, he grew up with three boys in his family. He's the oldest. (laughs) And then he has three girls. Um, and that really like rocked his world. Right. Yeah. 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 Um, but then when Kelly and I, we had potential and he's like, okay. Like, and so then he kind of followed and got more involved. He was the one driving us to, um, Southeastern was a school that we consolidated with. So Mm. our freshman and sophomore year, he had to drive us to practice and from practice because there was no bus that was going to take us (laughs) because it was just us going. Um, and so he did that, but it was definitely my mom who fought Mm. for us. Um, so she went back to school, got her um, degree in teaching, mathematics specifically. Then she got a teaching job in a school close to industry in Macomb. Um, she was a coach. She still is coaching. 
and is still teaching. <laughs> um, but yeah, but she was, she was definitely a fighter. My dad, you know, provided by him, you know, working his, you know, job and just work, work, yeah. work constantly. I like, I say like, I'm like my dad is where I just work constantly. Yeah. 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 Um, but yeah, my mom paved the way for us definitely yeah. in athletics. Hmm. Yeah. That's uh, that small town experience is uh, very familiar to me. So my graduating class was 26 people. Um, and that was one of the largest graduating classes they've had in, in probably 20 years. Yep. So, um, same thing, all the, all school was in one building, you know, two, two opposite ends of the, well, I take that back. The junior high and high school was together, but, okay. um, and so, yeah, I totally get that. Now I know what goes with small town. Now, again, I was small town, Idaho compared with small town, Illinois, which I imagine small town is kind of small town. Um, so, you know, three Tom girls and their Tom girl mom, um, probably stand out a little bit. I mean, we were definitely, uh, I mean, the Quiggle family, everybody, you know, knew us and where we lived, we, you know, our little town, like the, the, I wouldn't even say it was downtown or uptown. Like we didn't even call it that, (laughs) but you know, on the four corners, there's a church, a post office, a bank and a gas station. Yeah. And that's, and that's it. Right. That's town. And that's town. Um, We were just right South of that. So we were right next to the fire station. So we were right there and that, in that area. Um, But yeah, we were definitely, you know, well-known family um, yeah. And so, yeah. Uh, yeah. So being in that, in that tight kind of, uh, community like that, where you're well-known, your sister had been, had gone on and, you know, and, you know, six years prior to you. Um, and so there had been some paving of the way, you know, all of that too. Um, were, were you, um, were you accepted as you were in your community or did you, did you feel different? Um, I, I was accepted as, you know, again, on that athletic level, um, because I was good and, Mm. and the boys difference, doesn't it? It does. Um, it, it, my, my middle sister, like, she had a little bit more of a difficult time playing with the boys. Um, but, but I didn't, I, Mm. because I was good. And so they wanted me on their team. So the boys in my class were phenomenal, um, Mm. by the way that they treated me, respected me. Um, I would say, Mm. yes, I would say it was the boys on the opposite teams, Mm. um, that had issues, with a girl beating them. Right. Yeah. Um, and as we got older, you know, fifth grade, sixth grade, okay. Seventh grade, eighth grade, you get into more hormones yeah. and, you know, boys can start getting a little bit more handsier. Um, and so, you know, playing, I would get grabbed and, you know, different stuff like that. But the boys on my team, 
a lot of times, sometimes they would get technical fouls because they would, you know, push them down, you know, and, and stand up for me. Um, Hmm. So that was nice. Um, So that what you're saying, that wasn't just aggressive play. That was, that felt intentional to you that they were, there was like a a dominance kind of thing in in effect. Yes. Um, Because, you know, white guys have a tendency (laughs) from privileged positions to uh, to want to assert dominance, to want to to stand on top of, you know, right. any anyone that they don't fully buy into, right? Right, and I mean, and I would say I was I was definitely naive. I mm. would be more like, oh, they didn't mean to, you know, grab me there, mm-hmm. right? Like it's it's part of the game, it's part of the play. Yeah, but yeah. yeah. But my teammates noticed it and they saw it and they mm-hmm. took action, right? Um, mm. Whereas I'm like, I just want to play um, and didn't want didn't want to make it an issue. Yeah. Um, but but the boys on my team st- stood by my side, um, mm. and then even loved it more when I would, you know go behind the back and leave the guy in the dust. Right. right. Like, I mean, right, right. you know, just, just made it even sweeter. Right? right. Um, so like I even have a different perspective on, you know, people noticing me because mm-hmm. say if I was on a girl's team, I probably wouldn't have been noticed as much. Right. Yeah. Like I could have still been good. Um, still been maybe the best player. Um, but when you have a girl playing on the boys team and she's really good, then the, the, the community, the surrounding area, those teams are noticing me for that. Um, which then kind of, you know, now I go into high school and now I am playing with girls. So that was a, that was a whole Mm. nother like switch for me. Um, because now I'm going to be playing with the girls. Um, and now it's like, you know, what can, you know, that quiggle girl do now? Um, but I got to say, playing with boys made me so much better. Mm. Mm. So much better. It made me tougher. Um, you know, not saying that, you know, girls aren't. But again, just that different play, um, I would say, made me the sure. athlete that I was in that yeah, yeah. little bit of time. Yeah. Mm. So, um, at at this point, um, with you, are you, are you just the, the standout athlete who's a tomboy and playing on the boys team? Or are you, um, are you, do you know, do you at this point, have you recognized that, that you are a lesbian? Are you, are you out publicly or is all that, is it, is it not that kind of community yet? And you, you're still very much, under secret it is not that community yet and i am ball balling everything up inside got it um and i would say like you know i had these feelings very very young of Mm. not knowing what these feelings are right even just when you're growing up you know you like boys you like girls you know you have these different you know phases um and I, I don't know what it is, um, but definitely, um, you know, mentally, like, you know, I had, you know, I would say, you know, problems because 
I didn't come out. I didn't know how to come mm. out. Um, I had so, boyfriend. So you were balling all of that up on the inside, knowing who you were. You weren't, you weren't like struggling with who you were at this point. You like, you knew who you were. You just didn't want it out there. Correct. You just said, you just said you had a boyfriend even during this yes. time. Yeah. Hmm. Yes. I, I was, I was trying to be in the norm as normal as I could be. Like I was going to let, you know, my athletic shine. Um, but you know, people also, you know, when you're good at athletics, then people put labels on you as you are a lesbian. Hmm. Right. And so, so other wanted, people were, were pointing at you this way and you're kind of like, you're denying it at right. this point. Yeah. Yes. Now was that, was that for everyone else's sake or was that for your sake also? Like, were you trying to, to undo something in you or at this point, was it simply for everyone else that you just didn't want anybody else to know? I, I think it was, it was for me. Hmm. Um, I, you know, my family, like religion, um, we weren't super religious. We went to the Methodist church, you know, so grew up Methodist. Mm. Um, we would go occasionally um, throughout our years. It was because, again, we it was like 500 feet from our house. We could sure. walk to the church. <laughs> um, but there wasn't a big religious barrier there. No. That wasn't one of the things to overcome like so many other people. Well, so mine, I, I mean, I still had those feelings, right? Yeah, like yeah. I was still feeling like I am feeling something wrong and mm. I shouldn't have these feelings. And I don't physically like know of any other like lesbians in my community. Um, so it was really, really hard. Yeah. Um, and so I didn't know what to do with it. I didn't, I didn't talk to my family about it either. Like I had nobody to talk to. I probably could have, um, but it was still a very, very like, you know, scary and just again, being in a small community, you have nobody to talk to. And your family sounded, I mean, tough. Like, like you guys, you're, you're driven, you work hard. You, I mean, even in your playing hard, it's working hard. Um, you're, you're, you said your dad worked constantly. Your mom was obviously very involved in a lot of different things. I mean, it's like, like you guys are just grinders, right? Yes. And so, um, so you said you, you could have talked to your, your family, but at, I mean, when I, when I hear a family structures like that, um, it sounds like, the like conversations are more direction oriented than they are exploring oriented. Is that, is that a true statement or does that sound like you, like there's not a lot of sitting around talking about, you know, how I feel about things or, you know, uh, exploring, you know, inner desires or that sort of thing. It's more about what are we going to do? How are we going to accomplish this? How are we going to get better at this? I mean, it, is that, is that off or is that? No, I would, I would say that's, that's very, very, true um it was also I kind of felt like I had a a bullseye on my back right like Mm. I I had to be perfect um and I mean one I mean you know me Casey I like to be perfect like that is just that is just me like my personality but I I feel like growing in this situation right like I mean I'm the youngest 
Um, I gotta be the best at, you know, all the athletic activities I do. My grades have to be some perfect, mm. you know, like I have to have all, you know, A's. Um, so my schoolwork was super important. Um, and then, yeah. And it, it was just the, you're a girl. If you're going to date somebody, you have a boyfriend. Like there was no other, there was no other talk. Um, and those so, were just the givens. There's certain, certain things yeah. you just, I mean, that's just the way it is. Yeah. And, and you believe in God, like, yeah. you know, like that's just, that's just what you do. So right. I'm like, okay, like I don't have any other opinions really. Right. Like those were my lenses. So no, I didn't come out until college. Hmm. Um, and so all the way through high school and all of that, just fighting yourself. And it wasn't even until my junior year in college. Hmm. Hmm. Um, because my first two years, I went to, uh, got a scholarship for basketball, went to a division two school, um, and it was a Catholic school. Hmm. Um Again, not Catholic, um, but they were in, you know, a close community and their basketball um, was really, really good. Uh, they had went to the NCAA tournament in Division II uh, hmm. the prior year before I joined the team. Um, so to get recruited, right, um, by them, that was an honor. That was really, really good. Um, hmm. So I took it. So now I go from, a, you know, small rural town to – a bigger town. Um, but you know, it's a smaller campus. It's, you know, Catholic. I have, I have really no experience with, um, that, that religion. Um, and so again, now I'm just put myself, they have a lot stricter rules and I have just, you know, put myself even into a, another like bubble. Right. Um, cause what I know of of Methodists, Methodists, tend to be just a little bit more open. Um, so even, even the limited exposure that you had with that was still not super enclosed, not super um, uh, confining. But within the Catholic tradition, I mean, that's just, that's just unequivocally wrong. Right. Yeah. Yes. So now, and now I'm starting to, you know, even have like these feelings are like getting to me. Mm. Right. Um, and now, and now I'm, you know, struggling personally, mentally, but I'm still, I'm trying as much as I can, like to, to bottle it up, but it's, it's starting to leak out now. Mm. Um, and so it wasn't until my junior year, I, I actually went to the school, got into my dorm room, unpacked, like, okay, my junior year. And this weight just came on me and I was like, I can't do it. (laughs) So this is what I I called up my big sister. And I was like, I need to come home. And I would say that was probably one of my first, like biggest, like I felt like failures. (laughs) 
because I was giving up. I was giving up basketball. And then I was going to have to come back home into my community as a failure. But I knew, like, physically, mentally, like... You just couldn't do it anymore. I just couldn't do it anymore. I couldn't. Um, And so that was one of the hardest decisions I had ever made. But my family supported me. They were like there instantly. Um, Hacked back up. I called my coach and told him, you know, I'm, I'm leaving. I can't do it. Um, I had to let all my professors know. So like, but then my sister, so my oldest sister, she works at Western Illinois University, Mm. which is in Macomb, which is 12 miles from industry. So it's a division one school. Um, Mm. And actually at that time, their, their enrollment was closed. Mm. Like, they were success, like all these students going there, like success. And so Marla is like calling people like, hey, like I'm going to try to get you in so you can go to school. Um, and she got a hold of somebody and she said the name Quiggle. And the person was like, I'm getting her in right now. <laughs> so for having that like name of people in the community knowing yeah. us, um, was huge. Mm. So got me enrolled, got me into school. Um, and I instantly just kind of like this relief, like, okay, Mm. like I feel so much better. I moved back into my parents, you know, I, again, I, I felt ashamed. Um, but I knew it was better for me to Mm. be there. Um, but that was one of the best decisions I ever made because then like, you know, my outlet is I go work out. So in Mm. the mornings I would go to the rec center, I would work out and I ran into the assistant basketball coach. (laughs) And again, he knows who I am because they watched me play. They were kind of recruiting me, but didn't decide to, you know, take me. And he was like, come practice with us. Come like we're having a scrimmage we're getting people together to play against our players. He's like, come be one of the practice people. And I said, okay. So the next thing I know I'm there at every practice (laughs) and I'm just getting the shit beat out of me because I don't care. Right. Like I don't matter. Right. 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 They can just take everything out on me. Um, And I finally found that I wanted to go into exercise science Mm-hmm. and go into that route. Like, I didn't know what I wanted to do before that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But Western had an exercise program, exercise science program. So I got into that. And now I'm just starting to see things better, mm-hmm. right? And so I'm still participating in basketball, right? Yeah. Um, now, at, at this point, when you, when you left, um, are you fully out at this point? Like I'm, the no. Okay. So when you told your basketball coach and your professors, I can't be here anymore. You, it, it was for different reasons. Right. It was, it was just, I mean, 
I think my basketball coach, he knew like the last two years I hadn't been happy. Yeah. Right. Um, and so there were, you know, like issues there along the way that they could, they could see, they could tell. Um, and so, yeah, so nothing is about my, you know, my, you know, relationship, you know, what I prefer lesbian. Um, and so this, it, this is it, still your sister or your family or anybody. No. Still, okay. So you got it. Wow. Okay. So I just, I just needed to like be back home. There was, there was just something yeah. about, um, you know, again, I, I made friendships there. Like I don't regret those two years of yeah. going to that school. Um, but it just made me feel something really negative about myself. Um, Which, God, Sam, I, I mean, has to amp up the feelings of failure for you that you you can't say it's because this is in conflict with who I am. You just have to say, I just can't. Right. Which is like, I mean, that, I mean, I imagine that failure burden was just immense on you for that because you're still not able to to authentically communicate why it is that you can't keep walking into that environment right wow and and I don't even know if I knew how to like you know be able to express that yeah um like again like it was just I mean you know like bad feelings as you know like some suicidal thoughts, some self-harm, mm. right? Like, you know, all of that. Um, so when I was like, I just need to come home, my my family didn't really ask questions why. Um, it was just, you're always welcome home. Mm. Come home. Um, but I instantly, like whatever, like I'm still not even, you know, if you want to say like out, you know, with my people, like I'm still not there yet. Yeah. But there was just this relief off of me that I just mm. felt so much better. But then so many things like opened up, you know? Mm. So now I'm, I'm getting to be on the practice team of a division one, you know, women's basketball team. Um, and I finally find like my passion of what I want to study. Right. So like, that opens up to me. Mm-hmm. And then I actually, I find some friends. Um, hmm. And, you know, if you, if you want to do labels, it was with the softball team. Hmm. I made friends with the softball team. And that is when I came into my own. That is when I found my people. And that is when I officially became a lesbian. <laughs> <laughs> Ignorant offensive question time. All right. <laughs> you just alluded to it. This is one of those things that's kind of like, it, it, so you're talking, that it was the, the softball team full of lesbians is what you're talking about. Good old softball team full of lesbians. <laughs> yeah. If you want to say hikes on spikes, that is, you know. I don't want to say that. You cannot say that. I right, can say that. Right. Um, yes, yes. But, but they like, uh, 
I don't even know, how did I, it was when in exercise science, one of the girls played softball and became one of my best friends and we still talk today. Um, and so, you know, we started hanging out and then, you know, the softball team was tight. Like they, yeah. they hung out all the time. And so then I started hanging out with them. Um, but it still wasn't, I go through my whole junior year still. Mm. Um, and there's still nothing, but I'm just so much happier that I'm actually, I have people to talk to. I have, you know, people to they hang get out. It. They get like, you. And I'm still not dating anybody, yeah. right? Like I still, you know, don't have that. Mm. Um, but just, you know, being with people, um, you know, with the same, you know, feelings and perspectives, it was just, you know, again, this weight is, you know, even lighter now. You found a um, tribe. I did. I found my tribe. Yeah. yeah. Um, and so that was, that was really, really. So were they instrumental then in, in you publicly coming out? I mean, yes. I have to imagine that there was, I mean, you had support now, you had people to talk to, you had, they had their own stories they were sharing with you, um, all of that. So, I mean, so the, the funny thing is, is that, so I do start dating a girl. Um, she's not out. Um, uh. Okay. And then there's um, another girl on the softball team um, from a very like religious background mm. um, and she's not out. So now we have this like circle of where we have each other, right? Um, we finally get to like experiment and like, you know, see like where this is going to go, right? Um, mm -hmm. I could have been having like these feelings and then maybe it was like, eh, maybe not, right? Like, uh, yeah. but, but now we're getting to have that, you know, experiment world. And I was one of the first ones to officially come out to my parents, Mm. Um, and then my family, and then that kind of rolled with them coming out mm. as well. Um, Got it. so to see that transaction, um, coming along the ways and it's weird because we have stories of having to come out, right. Where I, I'm hoping, um, as you know, younger generations, like they don't even know what that is. Right. Yeah. Right. This is one of those things that like, I mean, no, no other, no heterosexual kids come out that they're into the opposite sex. You right. Know? There's no, <laughs> mom and dad, I need you to sit down. I have something to tell you, you know, me as a guy, I like girls. Right. You know? <laughs> I mean, there's just, there's none of that. Um, even from my side of things, it seems a bit unfair, unbalanced. Yeah. Um, now, in this, uh, there's the, you know, ignorant quotation marks here, okay? There's, or, or whatever, disclaimer, <laughs> ignorant disclaimer here. Um, there is this every movie storyline moment of the coming out, and, and the family just looks at you with compassion and caring in their eyes, and a little corner smile kind of pops up on the side, and they say, Oh, honey, we knew all along. Right? <laughs> <laughs> is it like that at all for anyone, or is yeah. it? Or <laughs> so, so it is like that for for some people, 
um, you know, I will let Rebecca tell you her coming okay. out okay. story. Yes, she definitely yes. had a lot more of those. Mm-hmm. Um, but she also came out at 36. Yeah. So again, this is also different stage in her life. Whereas I am 21 now. Mm-hmm. Um, so at 21, right. So I can, you know, I can, I can drive, I can vote, I can drink now. Right. Yep. Like yep. I can do these things. And like, I have this other piece that like, I feel like I have to get permission to be able to do and come mm. out at 21. Um, mine was, mm. Mm. I, I, I tell my mom, my mom was the first person that I came out to because you have multiple mm. coming outs, mm. right? Um, so you might have several, you know, family members, but now you also have friends, like other friends that you have to come out to. You might have coworkers mm-hmm. that you have to come out to, right? Like it's, it's kind of, it's never ending um, of coming out however far you want to, you want to go with it. Um, but my, you know, I, my mom has been like super supportive in all of this. Mm-hmm. Um, but I would have to say her reaction wasn't as like warm as I would have wanted it mm. to. Mm. Um, but she told me that, you know, sometimes you have these feelings and you shouldn't act on those feelings. Mm. Mm. So she was still telling me not to pursue that. Even though like as a mother, like she knew I was struggling. Mm. She knew I was probably you know, struggling at the other school for those reasons. She's not stupid. Um, So for her to say that to me after having a year um, and feeling really, really good about myself and then... Tasting some freedom. Tasting some freedom, like feeling good. um, And so that was kind of hard. Yeah. Um, But I had my tribe, right? Um, and I wasn't going to let it stop me. Yeah. And so I, I continued on telling everybody else. Mm. Um, I was like, no, like this is, this is what's going to make me happy. Um, you can't hold these feelings. I can't hold these feelings any longer. Mm. Um, and so I would say everybody else was, they were great. Um, they were either like, you know, awesome, great, I will support you. Um, you know, my, my oldest sister is, I would say, the most religious of us all. Mm. Um, and so she still kind of struggles with her own that she loves me no matter what. Um, but mm. she, she feels like that I'm going to go to hell. Um, and I say, well, I don't believe in hell. So, you know, <laughs> like that's, that's a whole nother issue that we have. Yeah, right. Yeah. 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 Um, but and, God, that still hurts. You still don't want someone else right. thinking that of you. Right. <laughs> right. Especially the perfectionist in me. Right? right. I want everybody to love me fully. Right. Um, but that, that was still like, I don't regret any of that. Um, and that was, that was the best thing. 
um, mm. some hard times, um, but but really, really good. So there, you said there are multiple coming outs, and so did they. Did they all kind of go the same way, um, or or did you have? I mean, I'm sure there were some. Well, I shouldn't say I'm sure. Were there good experiences too in in you know coming out to people you were scared to come out to, and and better responses than you expected, or um, I'm sure there were probably more difficult experiences also than than what you had with your mom. Yeah, I'm, I would say my mom was the hardest, and everybody else after that, um, you know, I would say my mom, and then my oldest sister, which is yeah. like my second mom, right? Like mm, she yeah. like. Like I was her like baby as she was growing up. Like she took care of me. Right. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Um, so those two, I would say like was the hardest. Mm. Um, but I told, you know, the middle sister, Kelly, she was kind of like, you know, okay. Right. Like, <laughs> you know, didn't really care either way. Um, yeah. Kind of same with my dad. He was just like, I want you to be happy. Um, mm. Okay. Dad. Uh, but, uh, you know, I, I told my best friend from, you know, growing up, um, and she, you know, was like kind of the, you know, I'm not surprised type of thing. Mm-hmm. Um, and yeah, those were, those were really like my, my big, like coming out. Mm-hmm. Um, and then everything else, like you still kind of have coming out stories and even now that I don't realize, um, Mm. because people assume, right. So if I'm talking to somebody, um, you know, the best guy was, you know, he was shoot. He was 88 at the time I was volunteering at a senior center and, you know, I'm showing him the equipment and, you know, we're talking about golf Right. And yeah. I golf and I love it. And, you know, um, he, he asked if I was married and I said, yes, I think he was, you know, trying to make a move. No, I don't know. Um, <laughs> and I was like, yes, I'm married. And he was like, Oh, does your husband golf? And, you know, again, like, you know, people make those assumptions. Yeah. Right. Yeah. And, um, I said, well, I was like, my husband, no, my wife golfs. And that's when he was like, oh, I love the lezzies. Um, and again, like, I still want to get a shirt written that says, I love the lezzies. Um, <laughs> because again, like, you know, he was an old white guy. Um, yep. Yep. And, but for him to like s- say that was, you know, great. And him and I became best friends. Yeah. Um, but we still have those moments where you have to yeah. come come out. Cause if I say, if I'm, you know, married, um, when people ask me that they don't necessarily assume that I have a wife mm-hmm. or, um, an instance when I was having some, uh, physical issues, uh, and I have to call my OBGYN 
and, um, you know, I'm having some like spotting. Right. And so the first thing they asked me, could you be pregnant? And Mm -hmm. I say, no. They say, are you on birth control? I say, no. (laughs) Well, are you sexually active? I say, yes. Yes. (laughs) And they said, so you can't be pregnant? And I said, no, I'm a lesbian. (laughs) Like, I finally had to, like, officially say it. Right. That, you know, um, I'm not on birth control. Yes, I'm sexually active. And there's no way in hell I could be pregnant. Right. 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 Like, are you not getting it? Um, (laughs) I'm I'm trying to gently lay it all out for you, but you're, you're going to need the hammer, aren't you? (laughs) I was just going to let them like keep going. Right. Just keep going. Right. Right. Um, So anyways. uh, Yeah. Yeah. So um, what difficulties have my people created for your people, right? People with my lenses, what difficulties have we created for people with your lenses? For me, um, you know, I'm not saying that I don't like the problems aren't there. Um, I guess, again, this is where like, I've been like sheltered and naive. So when, um, when the whole, the, the me too was out. Right. And that was, that was a huge, like, you know, movement in time. Yeah. Yeah. You know, Rebecca and I are having a conversation, like, you know, essentially like every woman has been sexually harassed in some way. And I'm like, I'm like thinking, right. Like I'm like thinking really, really hard. And, you know, and I was like, well, you know, there was those times, you know, playing basketball mm-hmm. and, yeah. you know, the guys on the other team would grab me and Rebecca was like, okay. Right. Um, and I was like, and there was a guy when, um, I was like, he was a year older than me, but we all practiced together. Right. Um, and at the end, like when we would have to be doing suicides, he would stand behind me and, would pinch my butt Mm. and but like I've I'd forgotten about Mm. all of this right until like I'm really like and then it's then it's coming out and at first like the first time it happened I was just like whatever like he didn't mean to do that you know he's just trying to whatever but then it like kept happening right Mm. so now I'm like trying to like position myself differently on the line where he's not at. Right. Like I shouldn't have to be thinking about this. Yeah. Right. I'm in sixth grade, seventh grade, like just let me run my sprints. Right. Um, and then one time and I had totally like, again, like these are things that we just like put deep down. But one time when I was mowing my other entrepreneur job that I did, um, Mm -hmm. younger is I mowed yards. Um, (laughs) And I was mowing a yard. I was actually mowing the churchyard. And there was a guy across the street, and which was the, the main highway, the main highway mm-hmm. that yeah. went through our town, right? Um, and he exposed himself to me. Mm. And like, I re- so like now, like thinking back, like I'm mowing, I like 
notice somebody like standing there, standing there, standing there, right? I'm not really paying attention. And I just happen to like, as I'm turning the mower to like go back the other direction, I like physically like actually like look and there Mm. he is exposed. And I just turn and look away really quick, right? Like, and I just keep mowing, just like letting him know, like, I didn't see you, right? Like pretending that I didn't see it. But then when I went to the back of the church to mow the backyard, that is when I got creeped out because now I'm like, I'm back here by myself. And now I'm like sprinting, right? Like I am Mm -hmm. sprinting, trying to finish mowing the church's yard. And like, like real fear, like set in, in that moment. But I had totally just, you know, either forgot or didn't think about those things as being sexual harassment. Mm. Um, And then I'm like talking to Rebecca about this stuff and she's like, Oh my goodness, Sam, like, like, yes, these are, these are all things. Um, And so, yeah. So when, when like people ask me that question about like, you know, as Casey, like, you know, you're like your people and my people and what have we done? Um, you know, I don't have like set like answers or it's hard for me to like think about those things until, you know, I have, you know, more like set in stone, like specifics because I've, I've never really like felt like that, but like, you know, even like just playing sports, there was always like something else we had to do, right. To be Mm -hmm. able to play, we just couldn't play. Right. So, um, you know, but I never thought about it because that's just how it was, Mm -hmm. you know? So I'm, I'm sure there are, you know, things out there that, you know, I've experienced, but, um, but yeah. What would be good for us to understand or to, get on board with or just accept or, or whatever it might be that would make things better for people with a similar set of lenses as you? Uh, I mean, I definitely like, if I'm going to give myself one label and one label that I'm proud of, I really like the label of lesbian. Mm. Some people don't like that word. Um, you know, uh, but, but, but I'm going to like own that word. And I will say like, I am a lesbian. Um, other than that, like, I don't really like labels. Um, and so I just wish like we could all just, just be and just live in the same, you know, world, um, and just, move along with each other. You know, I, I'm, I'm going to butcher this quote. Um, but, and I don't even know who said it. Uh, but it's like, you know, we were, you know, all born our way and we all became cross-dressers once we put clothes on. (laughs) Yeah. Right. Like, Mm. I mean, you know, men's shirts, fit me better than women's shirts. Right. Um, you know, I wear men's shoes. Sometimes I wear women's shoes, right? Like, why can't I just wear shoes? (laughs) You know, why can't I just wear clothes? Um, 
why can't I just have short hair? Like that was a transition that I did when I moved to Washington. For 20 years, I put my hair up in a ponytail. And I have beautiful hair, Casey. Like my, my, my family hates me for it. Like it's thick, it's wavy, it's got body, right? But I don't like anything on my neck, right? I get hot. Yeah. Um, and yeah, so I, I met you as a ponytail wearer. You did. You got to witness <laughs> that for a little bit, right? And then I was finally like, I'm cutting it off. But my, yeah. my big concern was... Um, I didn't want to be a boy. Like I didn't want people to think that I was a man and that happens, right? Because I'll be wearing my baller clothes. I got, you know, I don't have boobs, right? So like that can define, you know, um, you know, so when people like, if they just glance at me, right? Especially if I have a hat on, um, I can, if you want to say resemble a man. And so some people, People will say, hey, sir, you know, mm. and I'll be like, how can I help you? Right. And this is like at the store in Fleet Feet. Right. Um, and then they'll just kind of like look at me and sometimes they will acknowledge it and be like, oh, I'm sorry. Or they don't mm. acknowledge it and pretend that it didn't happen. Mm. And I'm just going to go go on and just move with it. Um, I also had a really kind of cool experience um, when I was in the Bonnie Lake store, you know, my name is Sam. Mm -hmm. So that could go either way. Um, and I kind of like that. I like to mess with people. (laughs) Right. Um, but I'm, I'm helping, you know, uh, a gentleman probably about your age, Casey White. Um, and I finally get to him. I'm like, you know, Hey, What's your name? John. Great John. Hey, is that your coat back there? I'm going to go grab it and bring it over here. And he was like, yes, ma'am. Thank you. And then he was like, oh, I'm sorry. He was like, yes. And so even saying ma'am, because yeah. again, yeah. Um, you, you don't know where people are. Sure. Right. So um, which I was really surprised that he caught himself saying that and apologized. Um, I was really, really surprised that he even knew that that was, that could be a thing, Mm -hmm. right? That maybe I'm Mm non-binary, you know? And so you shouldn't, you know, label me one way or the other. Um, So that was kind of actually a cool experience um, that he noticed that. But yeah, Mm -hmm. I just, you know, I just want to do the things, right? Yeah. I, I want to I want to be able to love who I want to love and marry that person and, you know, and You don't want to have to spell it out for the lady on the phone why you're not pregnant. Right, exactly. <laughs> like um but again, but I understand that they've had people that, you know, yeah. maybe were pregnant that never thought that they could be pregnant, right? right. And they have to spell right. it out to those people. So, like Again, it didn't hurt my feelings any, but I was finally like, like she could have asked, you know, who are you sexually active with? Right. Mm-hmm. Like instead of making that assumption, you know? Um, so yeah, so that's kind of where, where I'm at is it is kind of exhausting. Yeah. Um, but things are so, so much better um, in the world that I'm living in now than when people were in my situations 
you know, 20, 30, 40 years ago. Yeah. Um, and then hopefully yeah. where I'm at now, you know, in 20, 30, 40 years from now, um, it's going to be even better. Right. Yeah. Um, yeah. so and for people like you, like putting yourself out there and was like, hey, we need to talk about these things. Like, that's why it's going to change, right? Yeah, I hope so. I hope so. Um, I feel like there's a lot of ground that needs to be made up. Not on your part, on my part. You know, there's a, there's a lot of getting on board that just needs to happen. Um, I am so grateful for your patience. Um, you know, I, I just, I, I know I, I'm someone who thinks about these things and, and wants to, um, wants to be honoring to those I work with and, and people I know, and I'm in a relationship with and all that kind of stuff. And I know I still fuck up all the time. You know, I know I've, I, I don't know what I imagine I've said things to you that weren't right. You know, Um, I, you know, I, I just, but I, I want to keep, um, I, I don't want to just keep growing myself, but I want to be a part of the conversation that, that draws attention and helps others to grow also, you know, um, because we have a long ways to go. And I, and I think there's a part of it where with some people, um, of, of differing lenses, you, there's just this expectation that you just get on board, you know? Um, and I've even heard of, of, you know, of of certain people I listen to say, you know, I I just don't have, it's, it's not my problem to educate you on, on how you should look at things, that kind of thing. Right. And I'm like, I, I get that. I'm not going to argue with that. You're absolutely right. It is not your problem, but I'm so grateful for those of you who are willing to help, you know, yeah. um, and because it's not your problem, it's not your problem to, to have to change the world to get to a point where we don't have to come out anymore. Right. That's right. not your problem. Um, but I do at the same time think that it, it takes all of us, choosing to move together towards a, a a bright new world um in order for it to happen um and so thank you thanks for talking to me yeah well i mean i mean rebecca has educated me in mm. so much more and <laughs> and i like joke i'm like oh my goodness like you are such more of a lesbian than i am <laughs> Um, (laughs) and it's, and it's true. Um, but like, you know, I mean, even the, like I mess up too, though, Casey, like, I mean, I am still learning. Um, you know, we have some friends, some acquaintances, our kids as friends that, you know, they have friends that are Mm non-binary. Right. So, so what I'm trying to like, talk about their friends and not say he or she, um, you know, say they, them, theirs, you know, call them by their name, you know, like, yeah. and I will, I will mess up, you know, and I will actually, I will say she, you know, and I'll be like, ah, oh, like, I am so sorry, <laughs> you know, um, you know, and so it's, we're all learning, but it's that 
it's the people who are wanting to learn and wanting to change is what matters. Hmm. Well, I think that's a good note. That's a good note to end on. Um, I appreciate you. Um, I, I've, I have enjoyed your company a great deal from the time I met you. Um, and, uh, and, and so I am, um, I am blessed by your friendship. You know, after finishing this conversation with Sam, I couldn't help but just think over and over how very different our lives were growing up and yet how very similar our upbringing was as well. Very, very similar in small town, conservative, conservative ideals, conservative families, um, and how different we were in that I grew up with such a sense of certainty that uh, that what I believed was true, what I believed was right, who I was, uh, the kind of life I was acting out and living out uh, was true and right, and that I was doing the right kinds of things. And Sam, according to her story, of course, questioning so much for so long and trying to control her her feelings, control her emotions, control her um, how she felt about um, relationships. Um, and now here we are at this place in life, years and years and years down the road, where um, the the thing that I so much am learning that Sam seems to have have grabbed a a full grasp of, is that she has to be true to herself. If she's not true to herself, if she's not true to who she is, if she's always trying to conform to someone else's standard or someone else's ideal, um, then her, her life is in um, disarray. It's, uh, it's in conflict. And so by, by just fully living out her true self and embracing herself, as a lesbian saying, this is who I am. And I really can't be concerned if you have a different opinion of that or not. Um, now is where she is fully living out her, her complete and, uh, fulfilling kind of life. Um, I want that for myself. I, I think I'm, I'm growing into that, but man, I wasted a lot of years in between wasted a lot of years um, coming to this point. This this was something that she discovered much earlier on. So again, I'm I'm so grateful for my conversation with Sam. I I love the friendship that we have. I'm grateful for it. And uh, and I I trust that that you got a lot from this conversation as well. So thanks for listening. We're going to be bringing more episodes with more incredible stories of people who have uh, different sets of lenses and different ways of of viewing life and living and what matters and what's important and, and all of that. And um, and like I said, if if you have thoughts or ideas of, of someone that you would like to hear their story or you'd like to, to hear us uh, interact on their story, um, to, to try to see um, from a, a, a another particular set of lenses, just let me know. Reach out to me and let me know and I will I will do my best to to try to have those conversations. And in the meantime, please uh, be humble. Um, 
sit and be quiet, um, listen, learn from people, I think we'll see that the world is a far more beautiful place than we ever imagined. Thank you.